This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're talking real money. Tis the season for talking real money. Because you know what? It's always the season for money, isn't it? You love your money. You want more of it. You want to spend it better. You want to save more of it. Yes, you do. Trust me, you do. I know spending it's more fun. And you want to invest it wisely. And let me tell you, we're pretty confident, having done hundreds and hundreds of these podcasts. Now we're well over a thousand podcasts that you're not doing it as well as you should be doing it. Sorry. You're not. You're not. Hi everybody. I'm Don McDonald. I'm in the Florida studio. That guy over there, I think he's over there this time, but we'll Hello. see. That's, that's Tom Cock. <laughs> and, Greetings. And, and we just hang out talking real money. Um, but Tom, here's the thing. There are sensible ways to invest and then there's silly. Now, I know that in my life, I would like everything to be neatly defined. I would like to know that I am going to have this much money, that my bills are going to be this, that I'm going to live this long, that I'm going to I'm not going to have any diseases. And if I do, I want them in a very narrow range of diseases. I don't want them to be anything serious. I want my life to be defined. I want it to have definition. Now, is that a reasonable expectation on my part? Well, if history is a guide, no, that's a very yeah. unreasonable. If By the way, history is a guide. I, you know, do couldn't you help to myself. It with I, <laughs> I want to just hit, be yes. I want to get hit right here in the middle of the head with a soccer ball, and that's it. Last game, blow the whistle, down he goes. That's what I prefer. Well, I got to tell you, my my mine involves like. Never mind. Fans you know what and mine music and yeah, I, yeah, it, no, no, I no. could guess. Yeah, yeah. No. And what? Why are we bringing this up? Well, because there's for every possible outcome, for every possible outcome you want. Guess what? This industry has designed a product so that you'll feel like you're going to get that outcome. You know, because there's all these wonderful equity index annuities. There's variable right. annuities. Right. There's you get the return of the market with no risk. That's right. You know, you get the, the return outcome. of the stock market with no taxes. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, but you know, for a while, I thought that the mutual fund industry, most of it, was above such petty pandering. Well, this is not the mutual fund industry. This is exchange traded fund industry. Right. So maybe exchange the mutual fund industry is above fund it. Industry. $9.6 billion invested in 134. I was shocked to see the number. Defined outcome exchange traded fund. Defined outcome exchange traded fund. Please, sir. Do us, do us all a favor. Tell us what that what, is. Yeah. what what <laughs> I, One of us has got to explain that. A defined outcome. Oh, this is what they think they're going to do is for taking out X amount of money to buy hedges, they are going to manage to keep your return within a narrow range. So you won't make more than X, but you won't make less than Y. Yeah, well, let's be a little more specific. 
The Allianz U.S. Large Cap Buffer 10 October ETF. Yeah. Let me just, by the way, get in trouble for interrupting you again. <laughs> yeah, Allianz. Allianz. Wait, why is say? that name so oh, familiar? I think they're in the insurance business. Right. So this is right up their alley. It this really is. is. They, these are the kind of people that invented indexed annuities. So now what they've done is they've taken that to another level. They were inventing another product that is too complicated for mere mortals to understand. And for those of you playing along on your computer screen, AZAO is the ticker. The Allianz U.S. Large Cap Buffer 10 ETF seeks 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 to match the returns of the S&P 500 price return index up to a stated upside cap while providing a buffer against the first 10% of the S&P 500 price return index losses for the currently effective outcome period, which is a year. So they're, okay. I, and by I mean, the way, they're going to charge you a lot for that. They're going to charge you 74 basis points for doing that. But someone we think you should trust, we've followed his work from time to time. I think we actually, on our old podcast, talked to him a couple of times. A guy named Alan Roth. He writes, you know, pretty regularly at ETF.com. He ran the numbers. And the numbers do not work. In other words, instead of that, you could buy the, how about just the standard issue? Oh, I don't know, 50% in stocks. And in his case, he says 50% in CDs. Mm -hmm. Which do you think would do better over the long haul? Oh, I'm confident. And give you the protection. The stocks and CDs. I'm confident because it's simpler. He says in a Great Depression scenario, which I'm hoping we're not headed for, uh, AZAO would lose 82% of its value, while the 50-50 would lose 36%. Does that sound like a buffer? Uh, you might be whistling, brother, can I swing a dime? Spare a dime? Well, I, the bottom line is this is a product, again, in search of, well, kind of a problem, although people do want defined outcome, as you said. Uh, but people also want one pill, right, that's going to lose weight that's going to stop aging. And in my case, I hope it's going to make me a lot better looking. And do you know what is in this portfolio? I probably do not want to know. I'll tell you, there uh, in the S&P 500, there are how many stocks? I, uh, this is an easy one. 500. 500, In the S&P 500, there are how many bonds? Uh, you know, that is a good question. I do not know the answer to that. Several zero. Thousand? It would be zero. Oh, S&P zero bonds. Yes, thank you. I was thinking 50-50. Okay, no, no, thank okay. you. Okay, let's, really let's, do, let's do a balanced fund, like the Vanguard uh, balanced index fund. They're going to have several thousand bonds. Correct. Well, now this product, which is supposed to be a hedging product, has in its portfolio exactly zero stocks and exactly zero bonds. Now, you might ask yourself, what do they own? They own options on the S&P 500. September 22 options. They have five different option contracts on the S&P 500. Options magnify the effects of the market. So ha- they have options that are, are, are well, they have call options. They have put options. They have both sides options. They're playing both sides of the game. But this is a complex, complicated, convoluted, ridiculous, 
ridiculously hard Expensive. to manage portfolio. Expensive. What does an S&P 500 ETF cost you? A good one. A few basis points. About three. That's yeah. three one-thousandths of 1%. What does this fund co- cost you? Tom said it earlier. Point seven seven four. Yeah, kind of expensive. Plus more. Plus more. Because they the cost of option trading is ridiculously high. These kinds of things are just stupid. They're designed to make you want to buy something from them. But in the long run, the chances of them doing what they say they're going to do, well, they're not great. And you can do it so much more simply. We've been trying to tell you this for years and years, decades, that investing is too simple to be this blasted complicated. And the other thing I think everyone should accept who wants to invest, if you just want to put your money in a bank account and make, I don't know, what, a quarter of 1% today, let's be generous, a half of, okay, that's fine. You don't want to take any of the risk. But those who do want to take the risk, you have to agree to take the trade-off between risk and return. What this is saying is you do not have to accept that. And what we're telling you is pretty much over the long haul, you you really have to be willing to accept volatility depending on how much of that you're willing to accept and that will equal what return. In other words, trade-off between risk and return. And you have to accept that there is no one pill. Truly, the numbers are the numbers. This is a product you do not need. And this is a product that will be sold to many people who hear, mm-hmm. as you stare at the beginning, I'm going to make pretty close to what the market makes, and I'm going to reduce the risk. The numbers do not indicate that. This is going to be sold by some some fee-only advisors, but those fee-only advisors who want to game the system, not those who really understand what investing is all about. So if somebody pitches you one of these things, you need to run away. Uh, If you have a question for us, give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 855-935-TALK. And you can also send questions in, I'm going to tilt that a little bit, at TalkingRealMoney.com. And here's one yeah. from Midlothian, Virginia. Ooh. That's, you're uh, somebody who knows where that is, right? That's between Far Lothian and Close Lothian. <laughs> Midlothian. It's Midlothian, right okay, there in the middle. Right there. The lo- it's right there in the middle of the Lothians. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's the question for mm-hmm. you. You're going to love this one. This I is one of, so. this is a good one. It's, lo- it's not long either. My source, my source, indicates that Chinese stocks represent 4.4% of VT's holdings. You know what? I'm just going to look it up for that. I think we looked it up and it is about 5%. Yeah, I think it was. I'm going to check. I'll check again just to make sure, but uh, let's continue on. VT is Victor Tango, the Vanguard Global Stock Portfolio, where you can hold about mm. 9,000 securities for, I always forget the number. Is it 10, 14 basis points? It's darn it's near very, nothing. Well, here, the, 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 I'll give you the number. It so is, it's a very, oh, very, no, it's very eight, expensive. Eight basis points. Tom. Pardon me. I Even cheaper. Up the pro- Maybe they're going to ship back the other six basis points to me for promoting it. Did you ever think of that? that hmm? Trust oh. me. I've been trying to do that with <laughs> Vanguard for years. They don't send a check. Exactly. They don't. Um, and by the way, as of August 31st, yeah. 
According to Morningstar, China is 3.9% of okay. VT. Yeah, just, we looked it up once because yeah. somebody But else, anyway. There's a lot of chatter right now about China with the whole Evergrande thing, et cetera. But go ahead. China chatter. Mm. China chatter. Hmm. All right. He goes on to say, I am slightly worried that the U.S. will insist on verifiable audits of Chinese companies, and this may result in the, del- the delisting of many of these Chinese companies in the portfolio from U.S. exchanges. Are my worries justified, or is this a nothing burger? Thank you for your podcast. <laughs> it's a nothing burger. And thoughts. There you That's, go, Tom. Sounds like something you would say. I know. Uh, so the ones that are going to get delisted, those are traded on U.S. exchanges, I believe. Right. That's what he's talking yeah. about, the okay. ones that are traded in the I U.S. I think the ones that are in the VT are probably actually traded in on a Chinese exchange. I'm pretty sure I'm right. No, about because that. there's the the problem is is that the 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 primary Chinese exchange is not available. The other one is though. Yeah, the other one, one is. But so I'm looking at it, and for example, um, when you when you're going through this, the companies that they're talking about, and they are, are talking about, are this. like Alibaba, mm-hmm. um, which probably makes up a big hunk of it. It's. it's Four tenths of a percent of it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because Alibaba is huge. Um, Ten cent is Chinese too, isn't it? I don't know. That. I believe I it thought, is. I love his rap songs, though. No, um, no, no. That's wrong, Tom. You. That's not right. Yeah. Okay. You're showing your you're showing your age again. <laughs> I try not to. I love that. Frank Sinatra's <laughs> rap songs. Those are some of the best. <laughs> Give me a little Santana, and we'll all be good. Um. Let's, let's look okay, in. but let's. You keep looking for those numbers. Let's talk about. Today's situation in China, tomorrow's, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, is China a risky market? You bet it is. It's risky economically in many ways. We can get into the reasons why. Is it risky because some companies there may be, well, let's put it this way, have provided less disclosure than U.S. companies? Absolutely. I'd be inclined to believe that. And third part is, is it risky politically? You bet it's risky. China's a very risky place when it comes to the politics because I think it's when we've seen this, it's tenuous, the rule there, uh, for a variety of reasons. So should you put any of your money there? Yeah, I think you should. But should it be a small part? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should, I mean, even 4%, I wouldn't put any more than that because even 4% sounds high to me. Because if let's just say if you in your all-stock portfolio, you have 10% of your money allocated to emerging markets, which would be other, you know, Brazil, India, Russia, those other sort of riskier markets. I'm surprised to hear that China makes up almost half of that, but it's still possible. I am exposed, if you will, to Chinese stock. I will continue to be exposed to those stocks, and I will believe in the long haul. And I think these things come and go uh, for a variety of reasons. I will continue to be exposed to the Chinese market. I'll put it that way. Well, and and you kind of hit it right on the head when you said these things come and go. There is always a frightening story about some place, somewhere, some of the time. It happens with regularity. And if you reacted to all of these, you would be buying and selling constantly. As a matter of fact, the first inkling of this was, oh my gosh, all, uh, nine months ago? 
So this has been percolating yeah. for a while. And the fact of the matter is it hasn't happened yet. And it's not likely to happen because remember, there's there's politics at play too. In addition to business and finance, there's politics. And the U.S. and the Chinese economies are so tightly intertwined that they're not going to delist an Alibaba. They're going to bluster. And, but Alibaba is 10%. Of the four percent, yeah, they're a, well, they're a major player, obviously. So, do I worry about these things? You know, I really don't because I own Mm-mm. thousands of companies. So, if a few are delisted, or if the U.S. government takes some action against China for whatever, whatever reason, which is always a possibility, you know, tomorrow brings a new day. This is why we talk about diversification. You want to be everywhere because you don't know which segment of the market is going to do well in the future and which will do poorly. But the fact remains that the Chinese economy, even if there's a temporary delisting of a bunch of companies, the Chinese economy is going to continue to be a dominant force globally, economically. It has to be. It's filled with people and they're very productive. It has to be. And what we're trying to do is always invest our equities in the global economy, letting the occasional chips fall where they may because you own so much that you can afford to lose little bits here and there because you won't know which bits are going to lose. When you guess, you're likely to guess wrong. So I guess we have to go back to the beginning and say, yes, this truly is a nothing burger. And mm. by the way, could I have Kinda that like with- like Bitcoin, nothing burger. Could mm. I have it with bacon? No, because it's got to be nothing. <sighs> You got to have nothing on your burger. I was looking for You can have Bitcoin with a little tether on the side, a <laughs> uh, little little uh, little Dogecoin, you know, because they're all air. Uh, nothing burger, same thing. Fill uh, up on but that. Yeah. Call us anytime with your questions at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. On Friday's podcast, I do a big Q&A session. Big one. Huge. Uh, and you can also send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. If your issue exceeds the confines of this tiny little box of podcast, and you need personal help. Oh, yeah. Like a real personal person? Not just, hey, Tom, hey, Tom or Don, should I do blank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need somebody to kind of look at the stuff and mm-hmm. go, oh, my what gosh, about look this? at all. Oh, this oh, is a, Jesus, shall right I say again. it, hodgepodge? Oh, it's hodgepodge. I stole it. Yeah. Uh, here's what you need to do. Let's just get right to the, cut to the quick. Go to Vestory.com. That's a, that's the website for Vestory by Appella. Because Appella merged with us about a year ago. Almost exactly a year ago. Wow, pretty close. Uh, and so and now we're, we're still here. By Appella. And bigger than ever. Bigger, better than ever. Uh, um, so go to Vestry.com and you can just set up an appointment. You can just go, I want to meet with somebody. And the only time I have available is Saturday at 9 a.m. Okay. Okay. We're going to find somebody to talk to you. By the way, it might be me because I'm the guy who talks to a lot of people on Saturdays because I already work on Saturdays. That's true. Plus, he actually enjoys it. I do. I like talking to people. So why not? Go ahead. Um, Challenge me. Take a Saturday. I dare you. Okay. (laughs) Did I say vestry.com? No, you didn't. Go to vestry.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Or call 800-386-3004, business days. You need to call a number of business days. And I think we're done. We'll have another podcast and videocast for you tomorrow, won't we? I'll be here. We'll see if I'll be here. 
I'm going to go back to the hotel where I was celebrating my wedding anniversary with my wife, and I had Let's to come in and leave record it at that. this. Let's I'm going back. I'm going back. We, we got dinner that. planned tonight. That's the day after our anniversary. We're doing That's a two day celebration. It's I a think double. It's double well, this is shall we say it thirty publicly? Yeah, thirty years. Thirty That's years. A big deal. Congratulations. Yeah. Best so. wishes to the bride. You're so good with your rules and regs, <laughs> Colonel's son. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being there, all of you. We really appreciate it. We do. And if you get a chance, tell a friend or two. And, you know, the one thing we found really helps the podcast the most. If you really want to help propel us into stratospheric listener levels, subscribe. Bill Shatner. Good reference, huh? (laughs) Uh, Or not. Subscribe to us, particularly on Apple Podcasts. They're the 800 pound gorilla. Did he, did they bring him back by the way? They just leave him up there. You know, they can't make the ship stay. They haven't gotten to that yet. It's like they get it up there and they go, stay. And the ship goes, no, I don't have enough fuel. I'm coming back down. I'm not even going to make any more comments about the spaceship. I think we should leave it. Thank you for joining us. She really do appreciate it. It's fun. I'm Don. That's Tom. And we live our lives. Just for you, Talking Real Money. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?